Just before we begin, we wanted to let you know today's episode of The Chaser Report contains some quite heavy themes. It deals with allegations of child sexual assault and our guest will explain how, in her case, the police did not investigate the matter seriously. Confidential information, counselling and support can be obtained from 1800RESPECT. You can call 1800RESPECT or go to 1800RESPECT.org.au and of course lifeline.org.au and beyondblue.org.au are also very useful places to visit if you feel the need. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today is Dom Knight. Hello, Charles. And uh, today we've got a very special guest on the podcast. Uh, Her name's Karen Isles and... um, known her for many, many, many years. Something uh, happened to her when she was very young. Uh, It was a horrific assault. Something that uh, she's recently decided that she needs to talk out about. And so we want to uh, talk about that and and highlight that case here today. Hello, Karen. Hi, Charles. Hi, Dom. Thanks for joining us. Long time no see. I know. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I haven't um, seen you for about 20 years now. But um, so, Karen, let's start at the beginning. What what happened when, when you were young? Yeah. Whew, big gulp. <laughs> it's a yes. bit hard to – it's a bit of a story. Thanks for the opportunity to, I suppose, have a bit of a chat about this. So when I was 14 years old, I was on holidays, a family holiday, and I came across um, a group of men and, and teenage boys. And during the course of that holiday, I was sexually assaulted multiple times um, by a, a, a gang. And um, sorry, you can hear it's, it's a bit tricky to talk about. Um, Understandably. But, and so, you know, I was, I was a child. I was completely disorientated. I had no idea really what which way was up so this this terrible thing happens during the course of a family holiday it happens on on a number of occasions and we know that this is incredibly common this stuff happens all the time Um, but generally it's not reported generally people don't necessarily come forward what's been your journey with deciding to to speak about it following the incident yeah sure um so for me the sexual assaults occurred in both Queensland and New South Wales. So from the outset, I knew that I'd be dealing with two different police jurisdictions, Queensland Police and New South Wales Police. So as a 23-year-old, when I walked into Newtown Police to first make a report, I kind of already knew that it was going to involve complexity because it it would involve two police um, departments in two different states working together. And unfortunately, over the last 18 and a half years, as I've been trying to get the cooperation of two different police forces in two different states, it's just proven immensely difficult, near impossible um, to get them to do anything at all um, themselves 
or anything at all in a collaborative way. So it's been 18 and a half years of the police essentially stonewalling since they first learned about what what happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people have said to me over the last week, they're like, gee, you're very patient. <laughs> oh, and I think as a as a solicitor, you've got to believe in the justice system, right? Because if you don't, the alternative is that people take matters into their own hands. And I've certainly been the type of person who has soldiered on, who has, um, in my professional um, capacity, worked for the human rights of others and have tried to downplay myself um, the severity of what happened to me as a child. And it was only this year when I worked with The Guardian Australia and the reporter there went and spoke to other um, independent legal experts. And the most shocking thing, I think, for me was hearing my peers in the legal profession describing that the assaults that had happened against me and a friend of mine were perhaps the worst sexual assaults ever reported to police in Australia. And for me, that really hit home that... Okay, well, it is something bad um, that that happens to me and and my friend, and that it's actually quite shocking. And the fact that the police have refused to do anything, and if and not just not just not doing anything, there was evidence that was destroyed. There's names of perpetrators. There's I can see my perpetrators on Facebook. There there was a co-victim, witnesses. All of this was provided to police. So I think that, you know, anyone sitting back and listening and thinking, oh, well, they mustn't have, you know, it must have been a he said, she said, or or maybe there were drugs and alcohol involved, or, or maybe this, or maybe that, or maybe the police were busy. I just don't buy it. This is an extraordinary thing. So you came forward relatively early in the scheme of, of these kinds of things, after about 10 years. You're a lawyer. And mm-hmm. from what you're saying, the, the, the fact, circumstances, the evidence and so on were incredibly extensive. And so I just asked the question, well, if not this, then what? If even this situation falls foul of, of the investigative process because it happened in two states or for whatever reason, you just think, well, you know, isn't, it, isn't the whole system broken, I guess, is an obvious question. Can you talk us through, the, I guess, the... How things unfolded since you walked into the police station? What did they do for 18 years? That's a very good question. And in 2021, um, I undertook a complaint process to both Queensland and New South Wales, their versions of the Police Integrity Commissions. And I also finally um, undertook a freedom of information request in both states. And what those documents show is that, in fact, police have done nothing for 18 and a half years, there are no records of them doing any of those, I think, minimum expectations that the general public would have in a matter like mine. But I also know that I'm not the exception, I am the rule, Mm. that only 13% of women and adult survivors of child sexual assault ever report to police. So already you've got you know, a large portion of the public that don't report to police. And I think others might have commentary on why people don't Mm. feel confident in coming forward to police. I I don't think that accounts of dealing with the police such as mine give confidence to the public. It hasn't given confidence to me, um, I have to say. It doesn't give me any confidence. It's absolutely shocking, right? 
Did they did they at least talk to the people that you'd accused? No. So for 18 years, what the records show is that in New South Wales, within days of me providing what I understood would be the first of many statements, they actually got rid of any copies of my statement, um, the childhood, you know, very embarrassing um, childhood diary. All of that was um, gotten rid of in New South Wales and apparently all given to Queensland. So in 2005, after having the file at Queensland Police for one year, I then learned later um, through the FOI materials and through a call with Queensland Police and confirmation in 2018 in writing from Queensland Police that in fact my file had been and all of the evidence within it had been, quote, destroyed um, a year after they received it. And I mean, look, that's that is just shocking to hear mm. that your your truth, your experience that you have been holding and trusting that the police that they've got it right, that they've got your statement, that you've, they've got your evidence, that that it's within their custody and care, and mm. that when it gets to the top of the list, surely they'll do something. To then hear that it was deliberately quote shredded and quote destroyed was gut wrenching. It just made me feel like the whole earth collapsed under me back then. And um, it it was so traumatic as well to hear that I had been calling <laughs> Redfern and Coolangatta Police mm. from 2004 through till, well, through till today, right? But mm. through till 2018, 2019, and no one had had the dignity or the humanity mm. to tell me that actually, no, you can't. We've gotten rid of it all. And mm. not only did they not have the humanity and the dignity to tell me that, it's also illegal to destroy evidence in a criminal matter. I mean, and you'd certainly think, right? for aggravated child sexual assault, right? There's no statute of limitations. Mm. So how on earth um, these things got gotten rid of, I, I, it beggars belief. And beggars belief in two states, that not just one state, not just one police force, but both police forces did that. And still haven't investigated it, still haven't called a perpetrator, still haven't called a co-victim, still haven't called, you know, any of the other witnesses that I that I um mentioned, still haven't, you know, it's ongoing. It's not it, it's not mm. like they've investigated and you know, all bets are off and it's all done and dusted. There's still no action. And if I as a solicitor can't make this happen, if I can't get justice for myself. And I, I find it incredibly difficult to get justice for clients that come to me who also face this similar challenge with police. How on earth can anyone do this? How on earth can a parent of child mm. have confidence in our police forces in Australia? And I can say from my own personal experience that this is an issue in both New South Wales and Queensland, but I don't have much faith that this would be much different in any other police force in Australia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You were saying before that the that the assaults occurred in both states. So it wasn't even a matter of 
trying to um, investigate when you live in a different state to the state where the, the incidents happened, it happened in both places. And so you think both of them would be investigating it separately at the same time. And in fact, neither is. So New South Wales Police have not um, investigated crimes and aggravated child sexual assaults that happened in New South Wales, and nor have Queensland Police investigated or are investigating, to my knowledge, aggravated child sexual assaults that happened to myself and a co-victim in 1993 in Queensland. And what's their excuse? Like <laughs> Yeah. Has anyone said sorry? That's, I, I would, I would love to know, Charles. It's, it's been very difficult, and this is why I think we need some kind of transparent complaint mechanism um, mm. for police. Yes, because so, you said yeah. it's illegal to destroy evidence. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume the police didn't whip into action and investigate and inve- themselves. Investigate themselves about that, but did they? Or well, that's what I asked them to do. Um, so I went through the the proper channels in two thousand and twenty one. Um, so over in June 2021, so that's over 12 months ago now, I made a complaint to the in- Police Integrity Commission, Police Link in Queensland, about the way that police had conducted themselves over the last 18, 19 years. Mm. And to this day, I still haven't received a response. I was at pains to say I do not want the same police investigating the same police, that I want someone independent, Mm. someone transparent, investigating why on earth Queensland police have not lifted a finger to investigate what others deem and describe as some of the worst sexual assaults ever reported to police in this country. In New South Wales um, in 2021, I also complained about the way that police had conducted themselves over the last 18 or so years. And I complained to the LECC, which is our body here in New South Wales. And again, I was at pains to say, I do not want South Sydney Local Area Command investigating their colleagues in South Sydney Local Area Command. Mm. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. Mm. And the response I received six months later in writing was essentially a paragraph that said there was a communication error, (sighs) a communication error. It's, It's just like, what is that? What, what is a communication error? Um, <laughs> how is that at all satisfactory to complaints of such gravity? It, it just beggars belief. And I think that many of your listeners would have their own ideas of perhaps what's going on with mm. inside police that means they're not investigating child sexual assaults or violence against women. And I think we're seeing that play out at the moment in the inquiry in Queensland into police conduct and it's, it's horrific what's coming out of there. And I expect that the same would be happening in New South Wales. I have no reason to think otherwise. And I'm sure that if I look at on the websites of both the New South Wales Police and the Queensland Police, I'll find lots of statements about they take everything seriously, they respect women, they, they investigate all these sorts of things, they care, right? They really care. It's devastating to hear that that's not at all how it works, particularly in such egregious circumstances as, as your story, Karen. It's absolutely devastating to hear this. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I I have um, a stepson and uh, he is the age that I was when I was sexually assaulted and I have a stepdaughter who's approaching that age. Mm. And I think as many of us who have children or have young people and children in your life, and in fact don't even need to have children in your life, I think everyone can remember themselves at that age. 
it is absolutely heartbreaking to know that um, this is the response that police give and that this is the norm. This is not the exception. The with respect, I think all of us deserve the approach and the seriousness that the police have given matters like Brittany Higgins, Chanel Contos, Grace Tame. They are the exception. They are not the rule. Mm. Mm. It reminds me of the very tragic story of the alleged victim of Christian Porter who was also caught between two different states and nothing was done. And it seems as though where, um, you know, across state borders are involved – Maybe there is a need for reform. Maybe we need a federal approach to look at situations like this. Uh, it just seems as though, you know, you've been basically mutually forgotten by both of them passing the buck is what it sounds like. But the, the uh, destruction of evidence is just, I don't know how you, uh, you know, how you found the strength to, to keep talking about this and after the absolute gut punch that must have been. And I'm, I'm very grateful that you've, you know, come and talk to us about it. You've done a lot of media um, to, to do with this. You've, you've been talking to TV programs and so on, as well as The Guardian. What's that process been like and, and why did you feel you needed to, to take this to the media? Well, I think that the the media, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, <laughs> are the thing in society that is that is holding our police forces to account because they're not holding themselves to account. Mm. And at the moment, government is not putting in place other mechanisms that would do a better job of holding the police to account. And that's why I think we urgently need some attention on how broken this system is and how how rife these mm. type of attitudes and cultures are within our police forces, that what we need is is to codify at the very least some minimum expectations of what our community would, would think would be appropriate for police to do when they have very serious crimes reported to them. Mm. And I'm not suggesting that police need to investigate every single report of a, a noisy barking dog coming across their desk. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that for very serious crimes, such as aggravated child sexual assault, mm. that police have a legal duty that they must investigate and that that investigation must be to a transparent minimum set of standards because without that baseline expectation, you then can't have anyone externally hold them to account because mm. there is no expectation. So we, I think we need those two things. We need a duty that is legally enforceable and then we need a set of independent transparent mechanisms that people can complain to police about um, if if they don't have a good experience and have trust and faith in that, in that process, that complaints process, mm. that they will be dealt with fairly and reasonably. And perhaps some central um, some central body or authority or that, that says, okay, this has been logged, how's it going? And checks and puts pressure <laughs> rather than them saying, you know, being responsible to, to themselves for doing it. Have you ever read the, the work of the writer Franz Kafka at all? Um, <laughs> I mean, this sounds, this sounds like an yes, extraordinary bureaucratic nightmare, Karen. <laughs> it's all very Kafkaesque and mm. Orwellian, my whole experience, but I think that that's that, that unfortunately these are the experiences that many in our community have. It is, um, 
and you feel like you're on Jerry Springer. Like it's it's quite bizarre. Um, well, Jerry Springer at least gets people into a room and asks them questions. So I, know, I think Jerry right? Springer would be an improvement <laughs> on, the, on this situation. <laughs> yeah, the, the Jing, Jerry Springer minimum standard yeah. of no, questioning. He's, he's, he's doing well. I was in a student play of uh, Franz Kafka's The Trial once, and I must say it, did, it was an entirely Kafkaesque process that I – um, this conversation has brought back some memories of. But so I guess where you are from the sounds of things, not only are they not investigating, you know, your allegations at all, but no one's investigating why they haven't investigated That's your right. allegations. So they're doing nothing and they're not even asking why they're doing nothing at this point. Has anyone responded right. since you came forward in The Guardian? Uh, the I believe that the, and this has been reported by The Guardian, um, that Queensland Police responded that they opened my matter again briefly and then placed a call to my solicitor and that she didn't get back to them. And so they quickly closed the file. Oh, it was like and a, a five-minute window, my, was there? <laughs> <laughs> wow. My solicitor, yeah. um, of course, uh, has a very different account um, and she she's, um, she's now a magistrate, so unfortunately she can't. Um, speak on my behalf anymore. Well, that's not their fault. You snooze, you lose. Isn't that how it works? In the <laughs> I know, I know. You've got to get in quick. And um, and so it, it really did feel like Queensland police were somehow victim blaming me that all of a sudden, you know, I was the lazy one, um, that after 18 years of their complete, um, uh, <laughs> you can insert the word that describes their behaviour. Um, Corruption. All of a sudden, Corruption. Um, it's... <laughs> Oh, gross negligence. Mm. Charles, can I – I think we need to give Queensland Police the right of reply, though, yeah. in the interest of being yeah, objective. Yeah, yeah. Can you send them an email, give yeah. them 30 seconds to reply? Yep. Uh, and then after that, it's the matter's closed. Okay, I've just sent the email. Um, okay. no, they, they haven't no, responded. They Sorry. Right. Ten, nine, yeah. eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four, three, two. Ah, oh, they didn't get no a right reply. reply. Close the file. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, in in New South Wales, um, the response was similar. That mm. um, oh well, we're we're waiting on more information um, from Ms. Isles, and and you think uh, well, what more do you need? You've got the names of the perpetrators. And you'll just the photo, destroy it anyway. <laughs> you'll just give it away and then destroy it. Like, I know, right? Uh, it's like well, what more do you need? Like how much more of a silver platter do you need? This there on? is there is but someone you could talk to. I've got a, I've got a suggestion. I've mm. got a suggestion. There is you know, uh, luckily enough, there is a former Queensland cop mm. in a very prominent position. Yes, he's actually <laughs> the, fe- the federal opposition leader. Yes. Uh, I know. You and write Peter him a Dutton, letter. Thankfully, was also part of the. I I believe was part of the Gold Coast um, Police oh. Area Command, which is the same Police Area Command that um, has destroyed not only the evidence in my matter, but in many many other women who have come forward with sexual assault. Well, I've, I've been um, led to believe by recent reporting <laughs> that not only is he is he a tough man of, of you know the the police, but he's also. He has a heart of gold and he wouldn't believe how lovely he is in person. Mm. That's what they're He's saying. He's not a monster. He's not a monster. We've heard this a few times. So perhaps if your people contact his people, yes, it'd be very interesting. I mean, perhaps this could be asked on the floor of parliament. Mm. Uh, you know, what happened in, in the case of Karen Isles? Can you please satisfy the House uh, that, you know, that things are... I think that could be an interesting yeah, thing to happen. That's a good angle. I think that would be a lovely question to happen and, and perhaps... Um, I could uh, go pay his electorate office a visit. I'm sure I'd be very welcomed. Like if you want a giant prop, 
You come to the right place. <laughs> um, Karen, I, I to keep us posted on this. This is um yes. uh, it's, it's, it's dreadful. That said, we have seen it. You know, as in as in the case of Brittany Higgins, that um, media attention does tend to make things happen in uh, in cases where you know mm. years of asking the police to do their job might not. So all the best with with getting the answers that you so richly deserve. Thank you, and I hope we can change this system. Not not. Not even really for me, but for the many other women and survivors of child sexual assault. That's my motivation in seeking out. Yeah, look, I think the idea that when you walk into a police station to report a serious crime, that they should actually do something. I don't think that's too much to ask somehow. No, neither do I. <laughs> so Let's see how me. we go. All the best with it. Our gear is from Road, and we're part of the ACAST Creative Network. Catch you tomorrow. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them I mom so hard sent you. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.